Okay, here we go. The Panda Mega Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Panda Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Yeah, hello. This is a callback request from Spectrum Cable. Please hold for a representative. Hi there, this is Mateus with Spectrum Cable. What can I help you with today, Mr. Herman? Uh, I just need to cancel my cable. Before we begin, would you like to add a telephone landline to your current package for $12.99 a month? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good, I just need to cancel the cable. I tried to do it online, but they said I had to call. Please write down this reference number in case we get disconnected. 7B as in boy, F as in five, G as in 5G, and six as in six boys. Thank you, please hold for a cancellation agent. Your call is important to us and will be answered in the order that we feel like. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. It's uh, about hit. That's almost exactly what happened to me. Yep. It's like and those bastards listened to our show yeah. and stole our bit. Of course they did. That used to happen all the time. I, I Letterman stole one of my bits. Seriously, really? From my TV show. What, what was, was the bit? rowing on the on the Charles during the uh, what do they call it? the head of the Charles? He did the, the exact same bit. Really? On his show. After I did it on my show. Great minds think alike, Mikey. I was I had one of those megaphones and I was yelling in Maury Levine's ear. Row harder! <laughs> Faster! And we did the whole and he stole let I swear to God, he stole it. And I knew what he stole at the time because it was exactly the bit we did. That mm. bastard, huh? Yep. That's why I made the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, episode 151 brought to you by my hair doctor, Dr. Robert Leonard's Hair Transplant Associates, the best in the business for permanent hair restoration. You call 1-800-GET-HAIR for Dr. Matthew Lepresti, Dr. Robert Leonard. Get a free consultation. I'm Mike Adams, and uh, I'm along with Bill Smith and Ben Kitchen. Hi. Hi. And just so you know, it's because these guys are loyal, despite everything I do wrong, that I pay them like I, like I do. I actually... I mean, it's a lot of money these guys get each, yeah. each week. It's not easy. They know. Us. Yeah. It's well earned, though, right, Bill? Yeah, I think it's so, yeah. Big yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, for podcasting, it's, it's uh, I'd say they're the top five per, fifth percentile of uh, earners when it comes to podcasting uh, people. It makes me feel good when I get that check, Mikey. Thanks. I know. It's huge, isn't it? Yep. I'm happy to sign them. You can just give us like normal size checks. You don't have to give us the huge ones like we want a golf tournament. That's a little weird. Like you want a it's golf a little tournament. annoying. No, it's like we want a golf tournament. It's like someone raised a lot of money for your your cause, your awful cause. The publisher's clearinghouse check was. Uh, was My point cool. is, yeah. on this, as I value loyalty more than I value almost any character really? trait. Yeah. yeah, loyalty. You know, I, although I do have a different list of character traits I value when it's women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be a sexist, but. Uh, that's what I am. Um, so it, throughout my entire life, I've, I've now and I've had some very, very, very good friends over my course. Some are live, some are dead, and some are living. Are you John gonna tell Lennon a story was. right now? Yes, I am. All right, go ahead. I've had friends like Billy, obviously Pete, Bobby, Woodsy, and Weasel, Peckerhead. These are all my friends. I got a whole slew of friends that have been great and loyal and wonderful friends in my life. And in your life, you love them all. And in my life, I love them all. Yeah. I would like to right now salute a friend, though, who I, I don't see nearly often enough. And when I was a young teenager, uh, this guy was the greatest. I mean, I've got to tell you something. His name 
is Lenny Ruff. Lenny. Now, Lenny Ruff comes from a storied Manchester, Connecticut family. In fact, his brother, John Ruff, was the toughest guy in the class of 1966 at Manchester High School. Now, it's funny. He was. He was the toughest guy. In 19, I, what? what? 66. He was way older than oh, us. Okay, I was like, wait, no. I'm just really confused. I was like, it's Lenny's older brother. Six years older than you. It's Lenny's older brother. And it's funny, in my town... The two, I think the two toughest guys in class 66 were guy, one guy was named Armstrong, the other guy was named Ruff. <laughs> and the following year, the two toughest guys, class of 67, one was named Dahl. Dahl. And the other was named Minnie. So they don't sound tough, but all four of those guys were tough. They were in a group of young townies called the Trollers. Now, I might have sang the Trollers drinking song on this podcast one time earlier in the episode. And it finishes up like this. Well, I jumped for the saddle, but the saddle wasn't there, so I drove nine inches in the old gray mare. You remember that when I sang that? That song on this show? Clear as a bell. Those are the trollers. <laughs> Manchester's favorite. The trollers. So Lenny Ruff was my pal. And, and not only that, was he not a great friend. He was the most protective person I've ever had in my life. I almost got in this fight. I was about 14, 50 out. Outside a dance in Manchester, and there, some guy was, you know, pushing me around about getting into a fight with me and trying to pick one. All of a sudden, out of the darkness comes Lynn Ruff. I didn't know, even know who it was. Knocked the guy over. He tackled the guy from, I don't know, from the sidelines. Bang! Knocked him down and took him out. Took him out. And I said, thank you, Lenny. Rufus. He was very protective. and a, He would have been the, the ideal bodyguard uh, if I could have paid him enough. So Lenny Ruff's having his 68th birthday wow. on November 10th, which is when this podcast drops today. Wow. Happy birthday. Lenny Ruff, who I talked to on the phone the other day, a couple days ago, and I told him, I'm coming up to see you, man. And he's a fisherman. And he lives in Vermont, and we're going to go fishing. Nice. Nice. So I want to salute my friend Lenny Ruff. Ice fishing. One of the best friends I've ever had in my life. On his birthday, which is nice. What are you guys going to do for me on my birthday? <laughs> Probably talk shit about you behind your back. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. yeah, we've got that already yeah. planned. So so Lenny and me... I believe he has that stupid beard on his face still. <laughs> Lenny and me and one other guy, we're 14 years old, right? We're walking down the street, and, and uh, John Ruff, his older brother, was with us. And we go by this car full of people, and the guy in the car yells out, or you hear, you hear it from the car, kind of muffled. Fuck you! As we're walking by, <laughs> so we're just always keep, funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. so we're gonna keep walking. The three teenagers and 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 John and all of a sudden John no he he turns around he goes back to the car by himself. There's four guys in this car. He knocks on the window. They roll down the window a little bit. And he says, "You guys say something?" Oh man! And we hear him like, "No, I didn't say anything." The other guy goes, "No, I, I didn't say I didn't say anything." John goes. Somebody said something. Oh, man. And I mean, we're 14 years old. We couldn't help him out of this. He was going to take on all four of those guys if he had to. My dad used to say, never pick a fight with a stranger because you never know. This guy was, I'll tell you, he was was something else. Anyway, Lenny Ruff, happy birthday, pal. Happy birthday, uh, Lenny. I'm going to send you a My Grandma's Coffee Cake for your birthday because I haven't seen the guy in the longest time. Send him a blueberry cake. Blueberry. Okay. Blueberry it is. They don't make fish cakes, I don't think. No, they don't. No. He's a great fisherman, by the way. We're going to send a blueberry cake to Lenny Ruff in Vermont, and I'll, and it's going to be great. Because uh, every my grandma's coffee cake is great. You guys right. know. Yep. Oh, they're the best. 
Tremendous stuff. All right, I have a lot of topics. Uh, you know, I even have some news. Uh, I don't know if you want me to do the news first, Smitty. You're all business. <laughs> and now the news. I'm Dale Denver. It wasn't the high taxes in Nassau County or the recent changes to New York's bail laws that drove Lizette Sonsini, a former Democrat, to vote Republican this year. Her reasons were more overreaching. She said... I don't like the president, and the Democrats are spending too much money on things like the infrastructure. What we really need is politicians who are going to bring more money back into this country, said Sonsini, 56, of Great Neck. Do you know where Great Neck is? I can only imagine. It's on Long Island. It, Great Neck is just right next to Goodhead. Maybe if Democrats see that we're voting in these local elections, they'll see we're not happy the way things are going. What happened was a Republican got elected in a, in a, in a, a uh, what's it called, a community, county, mm-hmm. that where the Democrats outnumber the Republicans by 100,000 Wow! in this Long Island County. And so a Republican won, and this is a blue, blue area. You know why? Let me tell you why. They've had it. People are, it's, it's the Joe Biden effect. People are so scared by the fact that Joe Biden got elected, guys, that they're they're paranoid. They said, oh, if they can elect this guy as president of the United States, did you guys hear what he did? Yeah. He had two incidents this week, fecal incidents. He had one with the queen and one with the pope. <laughs> the, the pope. <laughs> the poop. He had an audience with the poop. Hold on. You used the term because um, Joe Biden was in front of the queen when he let one rip. Yes. You, you call that what? Crop dusting. <laughs> so, yeah. You've never heard that? Yeah. She's, she's downwind. Yeah, I never heard that. Cro- you do it mostly on escalators. And you, the people below you are the ones that get uh, the benefit of the crop dusting. But Joe Biden, now he not only is he doing senile things with the governmental functions, but he's now doing Thankfully. functions of his own Come on, man. in prominent places where, just to embarrass us, <laughs> his, <laughs> the Pope goes in, he goes, hello, Mr. President, he goes, and he goes like this, <laughs> and he says, hello, papal person. Uh, it's great to have this audience with the poop. And then the queen, this is one place, you, if, you, if you're ever concerned about... Uh, Did you say an audience with the poop? Yes. <laughs> if you're ever concerned about proper decorum, yeah. then you would say, the last place I ever want to f- fart... You don't queef in front of the queen. Yeah, it's kind Exactly. Of exactly right. And here's, here's he's doing both of them. Oh, that wasn't even a news story, but we threw that in there, didn't we? When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, Okay. <laughs> All right, so now, uh... <laughs> Bill, he's like five years older than you. Why does he look like he's a hundred and five years older than you? Well, I don't. You fought know. in a war. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Smitty takes care of himself. That's right, I do. I'm taking care of myself right this second. Uh, I have an Emerson College story. It's about uh... Emerson. Yeah, it's an Emerson College story. Didn't they send some thugs over to the Boston uh, the Public Garden d- during the uh, rally the other day? Some Antifa people were there. And they Wait, did, I don't know. And the cops I protected hate Antifa. Antifa. Yeah. I hate Antifa yeah. people. Because they're, 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 they're just punk-ass <laughs> well, bitches. Some of them were from Emerson College. Were they? Yep. 
You know who went to Emerson College? Joe Zarbano. Well, there's a lot of people that uh, a lot of successful people that went there when it was good. <laughs> yeah, a lot of not so successful people went there too. <laughs> All right, so here's this uh, thing. Turning Point USA, a conservative activist group, is calling out the uh, university uh, Emerson uh, hypocrisy after the school suspended TPUSA, Turning Point USA, for distributing stickers with the phrase "China kinda sus," which is uh, short for suspicious, uh, alongside a hammer and a sickle image. You know, because they're they're commies, they're communists in China, and uh, their government in particular has uh, no loyalty to the. Uh, uh, a capitalistic system we operate under here in America. The lefties over here protect China. Uh, now, this the reason they suspended this person is because of that that thing there. And then, oops, did, that, did I did this print out funny? Uh oh, hold on. I believe Mike uh, Adams is having a meltdown. No, well, here's the thing. What is it? No, I can't I, because part of the story got. Uh, What's it, redacted? Oh, you got us <laughs> into this story, and, and now we don't know I what know. it is. I know. I'm sorry. I have another story, oh, though. Jeez. Another one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what happened to that one? It must be my printer. Is this another start to a story or a full story? Democratic Senate President Steve Sweeney recently... F- oh, oh, I know what this is. This is the story where the guy wouldn't concede in New Jersey because he said that they found some, some ballots... After the fact, it Some was a very close irregularities, race. Irregularities, would yeah. you say? It's a very close race in New Jersey, and the Republican won. Yeah. <laughs> so, remember when Donald Trump said, "Oh, they they found some ballots, and they're hiding some ballots, and this this is an illegitimate election." Yeah. Well, this guy's basically saying the exact same thing. Of course. Uh, it's just on a much smaller scale, and it's in New Jersey. The results from Tuesday's election continue to come in. For instance, there were 12,000 ballots recently found in one county. You notice they always find the ballots for Democrats. They never find them for the Republicans. He says, ever. While I'm currently trailing in the race, we want to make sure that every vote is counted. Oh, yeah. So they're, you know, they're doing basically, you know, this. And by the way, it was Gore and Bush that did the same thing, didn't they? Not they great. both wanted to count every Florida vote ten times back <laughs> in the. goddamn hanging Chad. Exactly. We know Chad. Yeah, Chad Finn. He's been on the program a long time. But he, uh, the hanging Chad part of it, I don't know about. Is that something? That is- Wasn't that the whole, like, yeah, it, they, you didn't push it, it all the way it through? It all the way through, so they called a little dangly thing a Chad. Late night life. Uh, so anyway, I blew off one of the stories because it didn't print right. And I have, as God is my witness, you can look here and see how it just skipped down from one to the other. So I'm going to move on to another story because I'm a professional broadcaster. Mike? And I know how to move along here, move this thing along. You are forgiven. Thank you. I'm uh, going to start a national campaign for a flat tax in America for income tax mm. instead of this current totally muddled system where it's graduated tax. You've graduated. You have people <laughs> t- taking deductions, and you got uh, you, you hear it. And the top one percent don't pay their fair share. You hear it every every day That's on bullshit. MSNBC. But isn't there one way to just shut the fuck up with this stuff and, and end it? Say, okay, you're Jeff Bezos. You make a mm, trillion dollars a year. You have to give a hundred billion a year. <laughs> it's ten percent. Okay, you're a, a, a welfare mom. You make three thousand dollars a year. Guess what? You have to give three hundred bucks. Okay, that's all, and you get everything. Now. Me, what do I make? You know, they want to keep it. Two fifty. They want to keep it complicated, though. 
But a flat tax, 10% across the boards, no matter what, who you are, what your income, is going to be totally fair. Mm -hmm. It's completely fair because, oh, what? I pay 10%. That's my fair share. If you make 50 grand, what do you pay, Smitty? What's 10% of 50 grand? (laughs) Five grand. grand. Right. Doesn't that seem fair? I thought you were trying to trip me up. No, no, no. I know you don't make You make that in a week. That's right. I'm counting it right now. And if you're, if, let's say you make, uh, let's say you're David Price, you make thirty million dollars a year. Three million mm. is goes to taxes. It's fair. It's totally fair. So I'm going to push for that. I'm going to run on that platform when I run in nineteen uh, in twenty. Uh, what, what year is the next election? Twenty four. Twenty twenty four. When yeah. I run in twenty twenty four. Yeah. I'm going to use that as my main thing. Flat tax. You got my vote, Mike. And if you're a woman. Yeah. If you're flat, you pay less. If you have a flat tire, you pay less. My, my point is that it's fair. Is it not? It's fair. It, it is fair. I agree. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> you got I my vote. I agree more strongly. Oh, one other thing I'm going to use as a platform. What is it? Can we get rid of the penny? Wow. A penny costs more to make than it's worth. Okay, so that's, that's your first problem. Get rid of it. Copper, use it for something else. Use it for piping, you know, in your house, the heating pipes. Don't make pennies anymore. First of all, no one even uses pennies. They even you go to the store, take a penny, leave a penny. Yeah, at the I always 11. take them. Do you? Yeah. yeah, every time I go in, I'm like, do you do right, mess no. them up seven cents? Somebody's going to need them. Sure. <laughs> I don't need you know, them. I just take them. This. If you just went from one convenience store to the other after another and take, keep taking pennies, you could make a living doing that. You know, you probably make more than the guy standing in the corner that wants your, your spare change, right? <laughs> yeah. Take a penny. The sign says take a penny. I mean, you took all of them. It doesn't say take it and use it now. <laughs> Why'd you take all of them? I, I don't know. It said take a penny. I just kept I kept going. But get rid of the penny. You got an addiction problem. Round it off, okay? If something costs uh, $11.92, it's $11.90. If it costs $11.97, it's, it's, it's right. You round it up. Okay. Just round it up to the nickel. Is that good? Okay, fine then. Then next you'll want to get rid of the nickel. <sighs> no, well, maybe eventually. But my, my point is that it, it's stupid to make pennies when no one gives a shit about them. Okay? You can't buy a fucking thing for a penny. Abe Lincoln's you on can't a even, penny. You can't even weigh yourself now at an amusement park for a penny. It's, it's Penny a candy now costs a nickel. See? Oh. I have some uh, <laughs> sad but true lift stories. Are you ready for this, Did you though? say lift stories? Yeah. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Right, this all happened too. These are whenever I tell a lift story, I want all of you to know. I don't make shit up. In fact, I don't make any stories up. I, I, I tell only truthful stories. I've had a long and interesting life, and they're all they're all real. They all happened. All right, then good. Especially the ones with my buddy Lenny Ruff. Um oh, let me let me preface the story. Okay. I get a call from Mikey, I think it was yesterday. He says, uh, you get, I'm driving right now. Do you, have a, do you have a pencil? I said, yeah. He said, okay, write this down. Quick. Felix. I said, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then there was... Uh, Sanders. Sanders. And then there was another guy from today that you called. He said, just F- write, him, Robert. write them down so I don't forget. I said, okay, fine. What is it? Goddamn lift drive. Lift the people I, I picked up today. I can't write when I'm driving, you know, I get I get and I get freaked out. So it's the true. first story with what happened to me, and I had a big week in lift driving. I, I like broke all kinds of records. But I picked up this dude in uh at the Burger King near in Brighton, you know. Yep. And uh I'm not gonna talk about any ethnicities here. I'm just gonna say this guy's name was Sanders and he had his little four year old daughter with him. 
on a school day. Yep. And I said, well, okay, where are we going? And he said, we're going to Quincy. So I get in the car, I start driving toward the Mass Pike. Now, you know, you're on the clock. The minute you hit pick up, pick up the guy, you know, you hit hit the thing on the on the phone, yep. tap it, and it's, that starts. I get about two miles toward, I'm almost on the Mass Pike, heading toward Quincy from Brighton. And he says, oh, man, can you go back? I forgot something at the Burger King. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to cost me. Was it a bag of cash? Because you know Brighton, you know, with the red lights. And yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, you're going to be 10 minutes going anywhere in Brighton. Easily. Thank God you didn't get on the pike. It was his headphones, Beats, his Beats. Oh, yeah. He wanted to go again. I said, okay, all right, Jesus. You know. well, they're like 200 bucks, aren't they? Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't leave him. I didn't leave him there. You know, now I got to drive him back. And I, I can't take him to where I'm supposed to take him because uh, he goes, I'll tip you, man. I'll tip you. Okay. Yeah, all right. I turn around, I get stuck in traffic. It's tw- now I'm 15 minutes to get back to where I was when he remembered that he lost. Then we got to go to Quincy from there. And the whole time he's telling me, I'll give you a tip, man. I'll give you a nice tip. I drop him off. No tip. Well, actually, you didn't know until you called me later to yeah. complain about this guy. No tip. And I said, uh, did he tip you, Mikey? No. Oh, well, hold on a second. Let me look. And you no. did. And sure enough. No tip. So he lied. So now not only is he a forgetful bastard... And a pain in the ass, but he f- <laughs> he lied, didn't tip me. Oh, so man, Sanders, and I'm thinking to myself, I fucking would have done better if it was Colonel Sanders that's in my car. <laughs> At least I would have gotten some chicken out of it. Maybe the next one was Felix. I get a call from mm-hmm. uh, from Lyft. I'm in Worcester. Uh, pick up Felix at the uh, at this address. Turns out it's the courthouse in Worcester. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, guy gets in. And uh, but, but normally when you get a lift ride that's anything longer than 30 or 45 minutes, they give you a warning so you can turn it down in case you have other things you got to do for the rest of the day. As you know, so I, I, it, there was no warning. I pick up Felix. Where's he going? He's going to Springfield from oh. Worcester <laughs> to go into detox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's in the backseat of my car uh, sniffing and farting and doing all kinds of things back there, making noise. And Felix... Is going the court order detox directly from the court to detox in Springfield, and, and making my car smell funny. Right, so he's on the phone. He's I mean, he's yapping the whole time, and I'm like, I think first of all, they didn't give me any warning at all. And, he's, and so they're supposed to give you now because I got now it's 45 minutes out to Springfield and 45 minutes back. I was supposed to my son Willie's getting home from school. I was supposed to be there when he gets home from school. I, I wasn't because because of, of Felix. And his whoever booked him this nice ride, and it was it was smelly. It's a smelly ride. Now, next one. You ready did to- you get tipped for that one? No, I didn't get tipped. It was a government program. It took him from the court to the thing. You know, someone else paid for. It. There's no tipping. Are you kidding? Ha! Who else you got in that? It's a lot of miles to put on your car. Yeah, I'm telling you. So now. Doesn't seem right, Mike. Did you ever go through try to go through Framingham when the train is uh, the train is on the tracks? Yeah, lived there for twenty years. You know all about it. I know all about it. Was it me or was I hallucinating when I had to wait fifteen minutes for the train to to go by, clear out the traffic that it had caused, and and drive on to my next customer? Yeah. You wouldn't be as upset if you knew that that was a good day. Wow, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm just yelling to myself in the car. What the fuck is going on with this? You is this real? Were you wearing your mask at the time? No, I was picking up somebody, and she was very nice, Tanisha, over in Framingham. She was completely understanding. 
I said, I'm sorry. There was a traffic train. She goes, I saw it. She goes, yeah, wow, that's awful. And she was really nice. Yeah. So some people can be very nice about delays like that. But I'm, I wasn't. I'm like, what is this? Why is this taking so long? Did you want to get out and beat up the train? I wanted to get out and beat up everybody I saw. <laughs> and, you know, I was going to go on the train and beat up the engineer, the conductor. That would have done it. I thought to myself, oh, that's no way to conduct yourself. Does it back this thing up? Yeah. So anyway, that's a, that's just a little a sidebar for being a lift driver. You have a lot of these frustrations, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you about the uh, the dog piss guy. Dog piss? <laughs> what? <laughs> I get a, a notification. Come pick up, the, and it says and it says a pickup note. Um, I want you to deliver a package for me. Okay, mm-hmm. ah, fine, whatever. It's, if you're paying for the ride, I'm going to do. It. I go pull up in front of this guy's house. He comes out to the end of the driveway. He's got this bag. Inside the bag is a baggie, and inside the baggie is a tinfoil-wrapped container. He wanted me to take his dog's piss, his dog's <laughs> urine, <laughs> to the vet now, how did in you, Chelmsford. How did you know? What? How did you know it was dog piss? He told me. Oh, I said, "What is?" I said, "What is this? Oh, bat soup?" <laughs> he laughed. He said, "No, it's my dog's piss." I said, "Oh, that's even better and more tasty." Uh, he said, "I got to take it to my vet." He said, "If you get, if you take it to my vet, I'll give you a big tip." Oh, oh no! Okay. The, the other tip promised. Yeah, no, there it is. This yeah. guy came At least through. It wasn't a stool sample. <laughs> so I drive. I'm driving 23 miles up to Chelmsford with this bag of dog piss. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is what I've this is what I've become now. Yep. a dog piss delivery boy. I get to the vet. I walk in, and, I, and there's two ladies behind the counter, and there's five customers in there waiting to have their dogs checked or something. And I walk in, and I say. Are you waiting for some dog piss? Oh, man. Lady goes, are you the Lyft driver? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, I got quite a career going, don't I? And they all, everybody in the whole room started laughing. They loved that. So I walk out. I, sure enough, $24 for the ride, $8 oh. tip. Oh. Did you say? 32 you, bucks to take a, a thing of dog piss 23 miles. When you get to the vet's office, did you pull the old, do you know who I am thing? No, no, I never do that. Because they never do. Uh, it's very disappointing. You know who I am? Yeah, you're the guy holding a bag of dog piss. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the dog That's piss who you are right now. Guy. Congratulations on that. So that was it. And that was interesting. But at least the guy did what he said he was going to do and gave me a tip. Yep. You know, and the dog's probably healthier now because of it. They analyzed whatever was in there. In his piss that they were looking for, but that's like I'm thinking to myself, this is good business, uh, now, side business, is delivering I, you know function. I have to ask if I had to, you know, you you've been with Buddy upstairs, we play with Buddy all the time. If I had to get a bag of his piss, yeah, how would I go about doing that? Wow, that's see, that's that's the tough part. What's you, the process? You, you really have to knock them down, and you know those things you you, you used to tie up a loaf of bread, mm-hmm. oh, twist tie, twist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. That'll do it. Uh, so today I had Fat Robert. Now let me just tell you what happened with Fat Robert. This is a, see, this is what happens in the world of lift driving. You get all these weird things. So I pick up a guy, nice guy from Haiti, take him to the market basket. Really good guy named Robert. Yep. And he wasn't fat at all. He's a very nice guy. Drop him off. As soon as I drop him off, my my screen lights up and it says, "Pick up Robert." So I tap it. Like wait a minute, that, I already did that. I I, just, I tapped it a couple times and it got all fucked up. Yeah. And uh, turns out there was another guy named Robert, right exactly back to back with the other prior guy named Robert that I was supposed to pick up. So I kind of deactivated the thing, and I, I said, "Okay." I looked at the address. I had to go. I had to go get this guy because I felt like I I was going to screw him if I didn't go get him. Yeah. So I'm driving like a madman through Milford, and I get to the Milford Hospital late, 
And the guy's all upset because I'm late. Well, I said, I tried to explain. I said, there were two guys named Robert, you know, and I, they don't care about that. No. They just, he wants to say, this guy was a big, fat, obnoxious load <laughs> that was getting picked up in Milford. He gets in the backseat of my car, and I'm telling you, he barely fit in the back of my luxurious Grand Marquis. Did the Marquis list to it the did. side? It yeah. did. Yeah. It went way over because this guy was a huge. So he, had met, he says, if I'm not in. Franklin, in 10 minutes, I'm going to miss my ride. I said, well, you're in a ride. What do, you, what do you mean? He said, i got to go to Framingham. I said, why do you have to go to Franklin to get a ride to Framingham? <clears throat> he says, because his medical insurance wouldn't cover it. I, mean, I don't know if he had to go home first and get a ride. From his so I'm like, well, why don't I just give you a ride to Framingham? Okay, he cancels the ride. But I look, it's 34 minutes to Framingham yep. from where I was. And I'm like, ah, all because I screwed up the tap. Mm. But meanwhile, this guy... Mm, stupid fingers. The other Robert is that market basket now, and he's probably wanting you to... <laughs> he, he was perfectly cool. Oh. This other, this big fat load guy, he's in the backseat of my car, and halfway to framing him, he falls asleep in the back, and he's like this. <laughs> he's making these kind of noises out of his mouth, and so I woke him up. I said, do you have COVID? Because I didn't want to breathe in like that if he had COVID. I got the window open, you know, it's like... He says, no, no, and he goes back to sleep. <laughs> All the way to his goddamn doctor's office. And I dump him off, and he looks, he goes, all right, pal, thanks. I look him right in the eye, and I said, my pleasure. Oh, Mikey, see, that's customer yeah, service My right pleasure, <laughs> fatty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say fatty. Oh, anyway, so it... All that, whatever they tell you, and you know I'm not in it for the money because you guys know that I'm independently wealthy and well, I'm yeah. for you know I'm a philanthropist, You're living uh, off that inheritance exactly from Aunt Nellie. Yeah, so I, I do it for the interest of it. I, I do it for the stories. I don't do it for the for the financial remuneration. But I do get pissed when I get ripped off by a guy, you know, because he's stupid or because I'm stupid. Mm. Do you suppose we get in trouble if we hit a microphone in your uh, in your car? So we can hear these stories as they happen. What I think would be the greatest thing in the world, the greatest coup d'état in the history of this country. What is it? Is a hidden microphone in Joe Biden's ass. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? You don't the, need to hide a microphone. You just have to have one within 25 but one, feet. But the one, that's what I'm saying. You, you can't get close to him with a secret service. If, but if you had one, you know, in his pants or something like that. There are days when he, uh, he, he'll change his suit three times. You'd have stories every single day. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, my friends at the uh, great Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. Five offices. There's one in Warwick, Rhode Island. Yep. I think that's the main headquarters. Braintree. Boston. Salem, New Hampshire. Or as they call it up there, Salem, New Hampshire. There's one in Newton. That's where I had my work done. Newton, Massachusetts, on Center Street. They spell center wrong for a purpose, for a reason. It makes it seem more classy. Centra. Well, like, what do you think? Like they're British? Theater? You ever heard the, uh, yeah. the uh, Sheraton Centra in, uh, in uh, Montreal? Uh, Have you now, yeah, now I do. Now that you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a strip, the Molson Centra? There's a strip bar right around the corner. I got to tell you, it might be the best strip bar in the history of strip bars. Club Super Sex? Did I get off the track here? No, not at all. It's just talking so, about, you know, hair replacement and hair. strip clubs. <laughs> Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti. Uh, this is the uh, best possible choice for you to make. And ask David Portnoy. Ask uh, Brian Scalabrini. Ask uh, Christian Fourier. Fred Toucher. Ask me. Ask Chris Gronkowski. LB. 
We all know. These guys are perfectionists. And when they replace your hair permanently, first of all, no one's going to know because it's your own hair. Yep. And it grows. It's growing naturally like your other hair does. And remember the old days. It looked like plugs. You can't tell no. anymore. No, because it's, it's not. It's yeah. not plugs. It's they reinsert your hair in the place where you need it the most and they, from a place where you have the most. Yep. And no one will ever know the difference because it's your hair. I have to say, I I was looking at your hair. I, was, I looked at it up close. I didn't want you to think I was Joe Biden. but No, I was, although you were sniffing a little. I was staring at it just to see if I could see no. how it was done. You and can't. you can't tell. It looks like real head. It is. Yeah. Real <laughs> hair. Real hair. That's right. <laughs> yes, the Bill, point- this is Mikey's real head. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm making here is that you don't want to go with... it himself. That's right. You don't want to go with some... You, you want to go with the best when it's your permanent hair restoration. It's like if you were going to have your teeth replaced, you wouldn't want to go to some guy who started yesterday. You want it done right the first time. Dr. Lepresti is an associate member of the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery. He's lectured nationally, internationally. He's the best. Newton, Warwick, Braintree, Boston, and Salem. The offices make it convenient for you. You get a free no-obligation consultation just by calling 1-800-GET-HAIR and saying, I'd like to have a consultation. And they say, okay, come on down. And you will find that they are very, very good, warm friendly people and I'm they're friends of mine and I and I believe me when I tell you I've, I've been through it all with them and they they're good so 1-800-GET-HAIR Leonard Hair Transplant Associates tell them Mikey sent you and they won't even charge you more for that <laughs> hey the music ended right exactly when I did I timed it was that a five minute bed yeah <laughs> seriously I knew what was coming there Mike uh, so a two <laughs> I covered the Biden farts for the world. To me, that's that's just an embarrassment well, to America. Yep. I don't think anyone. Although George W. H. W. Bush did throw up on the Japanese Prime Minister, <laughs> so he did. which was totally. I mean, you know, clearly he couldn't help himself. Yep. You know, wouldn't be prudent to puke on the old Japanese guy. <laughs> uh, a couple of people who uh, pissed me off in the last few days. Really? Yeah. You want to hear about them? Yeah. Okay, this guy, Eric uh, Michael Eric Dyson, was, yeah. he's a professor. So the vacuum cleaner guy? He's an idiot. <laughs> he was on with Joy Reid, who is a racist. She hates. She just hates white people, let's face it. I mean, she does. They went on this thing because the first ever lieutenant governor, uh, first ever person of color to become the... Uh, the um, Lieutenant Governor Lieutenant of Virginia. Governor, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia was elected uh, this last weekend, and they just crapped all over this poor woman. And what did she do? What did she do to deserve this? Listen to just listen to what they said on Joy Reid's stupid show. I want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect. There is a black mouth moving, but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue what? of a figure who justifies and legitimates uh, the white supremacist practices. Legitimates? We know that we can internalize in our own minds, in our own subconscious, in our own bodies, the very principles that are undoing us. So to have a black face uh, speaking in behalf of a white supremacist legacy is nothing new. Oh. He's going to tell me what this honorable black woman who earned this gig in 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 Virginia is thinking. He's because a, he's, he's a professor. Yeah, because he's a professor. He's smarter than everybody else. He's going to tell me what she's thinking. She didn't deserve any of that stuff. And you know, shame on Joy Reid for letting this guy on the show and and <laughs> besmirching this perfectly honorable woman. I, I'm just it, it pisses me off because it's. 
I don't know. Racism in any form should not be accepted. Well, it's designed to piss you off. They want to keep us all on edge. They're basically calling her the female version of an Uncle Tom. Sure and that she's are. mouthing white supremacist theories, which is absolute bullshit. Yeah. And this guy should go away. There. I said it. Everything feel better? I do. Okay, good. I, somebody's got to speak up about this stuff. The other people I don't like there are, are m- doub- doubters of Bill Belichick. Really? Yeah. Because now he's five and four, right? Everybody said, oh, only one and three. Uh, oh, no. Uh-oh. He's, that's it. He's done. He's a rookie. He, he can't do this. He <laughs> was all Tom Brady. wasn't anything to do Well, guess what? He's five and four now. They've won three in a row. He's doing it with a rookie quarterback. He's doing it with defense. Bill Belichick, what people don't know is, or they, or they do, they should know, is that they say, oh, he can't draft. Well, he drafts last every year because the team finishes first. When you finish first, you draft near, near or, or at the bottom of the, of the pile. Keeps things fair. It's okay. Yeah. So all those things that he did in the last 20 years with Brady, all those championships, he won, put him in a position where he couldn't get a high draft pick. Secondly, the strength of schedule is always hardest for the team that finishes first. They always make it the hardest schedule for the top few teams. It's a strength of, of schedule uh, parity theory for the NFL. And Belichick overcomes that every single year, too, as well. And when people say Belichick can't do this or can't do that, you watch what happens. You want to bet they win 10 games this year? Going into the season, I projected them for 9-8. and eight. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up 10-7. and seven. The over and under uh, from Vegas was nine and a half wins. I took the over. It's because it's Belichick. And I know, and I was really, after the first three or four games, I was <laughs> like, oh, shitting yourself. what happened here? Yeah. But they, they were fi- feeling their way through this thing, you know? And the, this is a, a young kid playing his first season in the NFL, and he's doing great. And Belichick's doing his coaching thing. That, that's what he does. As he always does. Yeah. You know, people forget that he took Cleveland from, from the shit pile to beating Bill Parcells in the playoffs in 1994, what yes, it was 94? Yep. Uh, p- people forget that. And now the team, because the team deserted him and went to Baltimore, that's not Belichick's fault. So when people crap on Belichick, I take that personally. Not because he's a personal friend of mine or anything like that, but I, I, I totally uh, disagree with that, that theory of saying, well, see, it's all because of Brady. No. Don't you think Brady understands that his winning record over his career had a lot to do with Bill Belichick. I think also it was easier for Brady to leave and continue to be a success than it would be for Bill to become a success without Brady. He's got to start from the scr- start from scratch. From scratch. Yeah, and yep. look what he's doing. He's starting to do it again. Yep, and I'm starting to scratch too right now. I yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that's. I think I got most of the stuff off uh, off my chest. I do want to promote our 15 minutes of shame podcast, which is available on the same network to which you're now listening. Is it on all of them? Yes, it is. Is it on Stitcher? Yes, it Spotify? is. Spotify? Yes, it is. Google Play? Yeah. Uh, Google Podcasts, yeah. Google Podcasts? Is it on uh, Apple? Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you have it on your uh, home stereo hi-fi system? <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wrote a limerick just so I can close out the program with a, on a light note. Do you like a little music behind it? No, well, I don't think unless it's Irish music. Hold on, no, you don't have. Okay, never mind. You know, you know the iambic pentameter of a limerick, right? Okay, I wrote this because Urban Meyer won a game. You know, he went through a little bit of a of a controversial situation in a bar. Yeah. After we all know that story, so he he won, 
And uh, it was great, so I wrote a limerick about Urban Meyer. You want to hear it? Yes, please. You want to hear it, Smitty? Let's go. One time when the coach Urban Meyer got lap danced and caused a big fire, she humped on his lump and broke his team's slump, and now she's the Jaguars' next hire. (laughs) (laughs) And your little dog, too! It's Joe and Jerry. Everybody get on your feet. You make me nervous when you're in your seat. Take off your shoes, unhide your feet. Doing a dance that can't be beat. We're barefoot. Oh yeah, we're barefoot. We're barefoot. Barefoot. Went to a party the other night, Joe. Long, tall Sally was out of sight. Threw away her wig and her high sneakers, too. She was doing a dance without any shoes, Joe. She was barefoot. She was barefoot. Trill. She was barefoot, Joe. Yeah, she was barefoot. Hey, little girl with your red dress on. I bet you can barefoot all night long. Take off your shoes and throw them away. Come back and get them another day. We're barefoot. We're barefoot. I think that's my foot. We're barefoot. We're barefoot, Joe. Everybody, we're barefoot. So take off your shoes. Throw them away. Little John Henry, he said to Sue, if I barefoot, would you barefoot too? Sue told John, I'm 32. I was barefooting since I was two, so fuck you. They're barefoot. They're barefoot. We barefoot. Oh, yeah. We're barefoot. Ha, ha, ha. We're barefoot. Barefootin'. Barefootin'. I think you get arrested for that in the right city, Joe. Now put your shoes back on. Your feet smell.